It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Cowboys got healthy and bounced back. Are the Bulls a legit contender? Plus, the last time Georgia beat Alabama, we were on iPhone 1. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Dallas Cowboys beat Tim Teba, uh, Taysom Hill and the Saints 27-17 to on Thursday night. Four interceptions on the evening for Mr. Taysom Hill, the guy that Sean Payton, for reasons that escape my understanding, continues to put out there. Joining me now from Locked On Cowboys, it's Landon McCool. And Landon, I understand the Cowboys won by 10 in this game, but yeah. this was a nip-and-tuck game. I, I have to be honest, I have not been impressed by the Cowboys in a while now. They've had a terrible two weeks. I mean, I mean, and I mean 14 days. You know, if you think about right. the three games that they've had to play in these 12 days, essentially, uh, it's it's been two losses and an ugly win. Uh, and I and I and look, it, it, if it was just that, if it was just having to play three games in 12 days, that'd be one thing. But you know, <laughs> considering the McCarthy uh, uh, diagnosis, the uh, losing both your start, your offensive line and your assistant offensive line coach, uh, losing Cooper last minute uh, last week, you know, to kind of disjoint the offense a little bit, uh, a shuffling and, and it's self-inflicted wounds. Definitely some bad play, some uh, questionable shuffling of the offensive line kind of in a, a very odd weeks. Uh, just just things like that have just really kind of left the Cowboys offense very disjointed. So they needed to win this game simply to take the next 10 days to kind of get themselves right for the rest of the, the final stretch. And and they're not going to give the win back, right? I mean, Absolutely this is not. why these these wins are so crucial. They are eight and four. They are still very much in the mix of the NFC playoff picture. Uh, they are in very good position to win the, the NFC East. So when we're looking at, the the last month of the season the the getting back to the offensive and defensive uh play and standard that they had at the beginning of the year i look at it and i go okay there was some fluky stuff going on with the defense trevon diggs is is not going to continue to take the ball away at the, at the rate that he did but micah parsons is an ass kicker and this offense is extremely explosive so what do you think they need to find here that is that is potentially sustainable moving forward? Uh, 
just like a a sense of security, a sense of balance. (laughs) Like, I I mean, they've just flown all over the place. They've got people missing. Their head coach missed this game, for God's sakes. How often does that happen? You know, so I I just think that really they just need a week's worth of stability. Next week, they're going to get Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore back and Tristan Hill, who uh, missed this game due to, uh, I don't know, throwing a punch at the end of the game at the end of the uh, last week's game. Uh, that's going to help even further help the defense. I honestly just think they need a healthy Cooper. I honestly don't know how he was able to be cleared for this game. I, I, you know, question how he had symptoms when he was in the building on Thursday or Friday, whenever it was. And then suddenly he's able to play in this game, but it, it really, it, they need a week of him being healthy in this offense and the practice to kind of just solidify things on that side of the ball. And then hopefully that will kind of you know straighten the course for this team because they need to straighten this out uh, as they go into this really kind of cr- critical portion of the season for them facing all these NFC, NFC East opponents. I think too, if you if you pulled uh, the NFC franchises on on Truth Serum or put them on a lie detector, they would tell you they do not want to see this team healthy in the playoffs because of the star yeah. power that they have, because of the playmakers they have on both sides of the ball especially that explosive offense with Michael Gallup back. I mean, this offense can be scary. They just haven't been now in like, yeah, it's, it feels like six weeks. I think it, look, I think it's important for us to have seen the Cowboys to win a game ugly. Uh, I, I certainly would rather win a game ugly than lose a game ugly. I just told Marcus Mosher that a few <laughs> moments ago, uh, we would said that our pumpkin pie would have tasted a lot better on Thanksgiving if that was the case. Uh, but, uh, but I think, you know, good teams win, even when they're not supposed to, <laughs> Some, you know, that sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And you need both to get anywhere in the, in the playoffs or to get to the playoffs. So the Cowboys need to start being good again. Uh, cause, cause you know, their luck has been very spotty while they've been not very good. So they either need to be lucky or good going down this final stretch. And then when they get to the playoffs, they got to find a way to be both. Coming up are the bulls, a legit contender in the East. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown has been suspended three games for violating the NFL-NFLPA COVID-19 protocols the league announced Thursday. Suspensions handed down to two current Buccaneers and one former player in the organization on Thursday by the National Football League. I'm David Harrison of the Locked on Bucks podcast. Antonio Brown, the star wide receiver, safety Mike Edwards, and former Tampa Bay Buccaneer John Franklin III all received three-game suspensions from the National Football League for misrepresenting their COVID-19 vaccination statuses. In a statement, the NFL said, quote, Tampa Bay's Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards have each been suspended without pay for the next three games. Free agent John Franklin III, if signed by a club, is also ineligible to play in the next three games. All three players have accepted the discipline and waived their right of appeal. 
The suspensions are effective immediately, end quote. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers short-term, Antonio Brown already expected to miss the next two games due to an ankle injury he's been dealing with for quite some time. But Mike Edwards, the young safety, has been a critical part of a Todd Bowles secondary, which has been intensely impacted by injuries during the 2021 NFL season. Now, both men will miss the next three games. Moving beyond the playing field, when Antonio Brown was brought in to join the Buccaneers squad in November of 2020, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians went on Sirius XM Radio and said that as long as Antonio Brown remained a good, upstanding citizen, that he would remain with the team and was essentially on a one-strike system. It would appear now that Antonio Brown has not been living up to his end of that bargain, so the NFL watching world will wait and see what the Buccaneers decide to do with their troubled wide receiver, especially with the playoffs looming just six weeks away. For more on this story, everything Tampa Bay Buccaneers, check out my co-host James Jarko and I on the Locked on Bucks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I know there has been this rush to compare the punishment in this case to what Aaron Rodgers did. Aaron Rodgers was fined for violating protocols. He was fined for violating a protocol that does not allow unvaccinated players to attend gatherings of more than three teammates. He was not punished for lying to his team, which he did not do. He lied to us, which is ethically problematic, but not against any bylaws of the NFL. Antonio Brown, if he did in fact fabricate a COVID-19 vaccination card, which according to the NFL, he did do, then he violated federal law while lying to his team and the league about his vaccination status. We are talking about apples and FBI oranges. LeBron James has been cleared to return to the lineup for the Lakers against the LA Clippers on Friday after a brief stint in the NBA's health and safety protocols, the league announced Thursday. James had returned eight negative tests since returning to LA on Tuesday afternoon, sources told ESPN. After the Lakers star returned an initial positive test for COVID-19 in Sacramento on Tuesday morning, the Lakers chartered an airplane to fly James from Sacramento back to LA. The Oklahoma City Thunder got more embarrassed by the Memphis Grizzlies than any other team by score in NBA history. Good evening to each of you. I'm not sure how your NBA team may be doing tonight, but my team, the Memphis Grizzlies, yes, the Memphis Grizzlies that have lost six games now by more than 20 points each this season. Yeah, those Memphis Grizzlies just set the NBA record for the biggest win differential in league history. A 73-point win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. An unbelievable record-breaking performance for the Grizzlies. Set the franchise record for most points in a game, most assists in a game, and yes, once again, the largest victory margin in NBA history. Jaron Jackson Jr. had another historical performance himself, but it was the bench. It was a complete team effort from the Grizzlies. Eight players were a plus 20 tonight. Five players were a plus 39. Santi Aldama in the biggest game that he's had in his career by far, a career-high 18 points. Everyone on the bench, nine players in double figures, a complete team victory. And to remind you once again, all of this happened without John Moran. On a historically amazing game, a historical night for the Memphis Grizzlies, this and much more on the post-game edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. 
If the Chargers want to stay in the playoff hunt, they're going to have to step up against a red-hot Bengals team this Sunday. The Chargers have their toughest matchup of the season this weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals, but there is a way that they can pull off the upset. What's up, guys? This is Daniel Wade here from Locked On Chargers, and I think there's a very straightforward key to victory for the Chargers this week, and it's slowing down a red-hot Joe Mixon in the Bengals' rushing attack. I mean, Joe Mixon went for over 160 rushing yards last week, going up against the defense that has allowed the most rushing yards per game so far this season. This is a pretty healthy Chargers defensive front, and you haven't been able to say that all season. But if they can do enough in the running game, if they can get some obvious passing situations, maybe move Joey Bosa on the interior to go up against a soft part of the Bengals' offensive line, they might give themselves a chance, get a couple extra possessions for Justin Herbert in the offense. And let's be real, Justin Herbert and the offense are going to have to be special in this game for them to win. They can't have a down game and the Chargers still pull off a victory. So if Justin Herbert and the offense can be special, if the defense can do enough, the Chargers will give themselves a chance. But for all of our keys for success and our predictions, make sure to subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow wherever you get your podcast from, your team, every day. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. With the Mets' big move to land Max Scherzer, the Mets are now 9-1 to to win the World Series. Those odds tied with the Houston Astros behind only the L.A. Dodgers at plus 650. And you heard the case for the Chargers on Sunday. They face the Cincinnati Bengals, who are favored in this game by BetOnline by three. And one of the games that has captured everyone's attention. The Patriots and the Bills in Buffalo, a battle for the AFC East. BetOnline.ag has this game, Buffalo minus three. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. It's a matchup the NBA offices must be loving. The Chicago Bulls and New York Knicks square off on NBA TV. DeMar DeRozan's 34 points powers. The Bulls pass the Knicks 119-115. Joining me now from Locked on Bulls, Matt Peck. And, And Matt, this is a Bulls team at 15 and 8 that has exceeded expectations so far. And this is a game where you get the closer DeMar DeRozan that encapsulates what what the perfect version of this team could be. We're getting the perfect version so far. Yeah, Peter. Uh, I mean, th- this is why you went out and got DeMar DeRozan uh, in that sign and trade this summer, because as good as Zach Levine is, and Zach had 27 tonight, he's right there with DeMar. They're both averaging somewhere between 25 and 27 points a game. Uh, they're both DeMar is one and Zach is three and fourth quarter points scored so far in the NBA this season for all Mm. the people that said, Oh, I don't see the DeMar DeRozan fit. How does he fit? Uh, well, he fits by scoring the bulls first 10 points of a fourth quarter in a game that they were close to coughing up 18 of his 34 in the fourth quarter. As good as Zach Levine is, we know that he has struggled to close games in previous seasons when he's ascending to all-star status, but doesn't have help. DeMar DeRozan is helping and then some, and it's another big win for the Bulls. Also, uh, you, you, you're getting Vooch. Nikola Vucevic goes 27 in this game and and seven boards, hits a, a couple big shots in the second half. This is a trio that, that seems to be figuring out how to play together 
And at this point, with the way their offense looks, and this is against a Tom Thibodeau team, a team that is not defending the same way that they did last year, but is still a disciplined, try-hard defensive team, that you kind of, like, this is the kind of game that makes you not worry as much about the defense, right? Because you have three guys who can go for 25, 30 points in these big moments. Yeah, and really, I mean, if it weren't for for the Knicks catching fire in the third quarter, quickly hit a bunch of big threes, uh, yep. Fournier knocked Shot down a couple of big shots. 50% for the game. Right. You know, I, I think, you know, defensively this season, a lot of people, and again, it goes back to DeMar. People say, oh, DeMar's, uh, he's, a, he's a substandard defensive player. He's not a good signing. DeMar is holding his own, at least. Zach Levine is holding his own, at least. And, you know, Zach had a big strip steal for a dunk tonight. Their effort is there. And when you have other guys who have talent on the defensive end, like Lonzo Ball, like Alex Caruso, who, who was huge in this win, the, the defensive deficiencies of a couple individuals are overcome by Billy Donovan's defensive system and the fact that they're all buying in. And I think that everybody on this Bulls team understands that if they want to get out and run and get these awesome fast break points, transition buckets, easy offense, that starts by taking the ball away on defense, and everybody's buying into that philosophy right now. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Coming up, the last time Georgia beat Alabama, we were on the iPhone 1. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. And if you're like me, uh, you ate a lot over the last week and the more holidays around the corner, regardless of what you celebrate, either you're celebrating now or or you've got more to come, eating is part of the deal. So in between, in between all of that, enjoy yourself. This is the holidays after all, enjoy yourself. Grab something that tastes delicious, but is also low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and low in fat. You get the best of all worlds, delicious and healthy. Plus, so many flavors. So much diversity of the kinds of things you're going to get, but of course, all covered in 100% chocolate. You need a little extra fuel. Feeling a little lethargic. The weather's getting cold. It's dark at like 3.30. So you need a little pick-me-up and you need that thing that's going to fuel your body in in a healthy way. You want it to taste good. You want it to taste good. And that is exactly what Built Bar is bringing to you. You friends with Santa? Tell Santa to throw a few built bars in those stockings. They make a terrific stocking stuffer. I'm serious. A, a great stocking stuffer. Throw them in there. Marshmallow flavors, chocolate. I mean, this is this is what the holidays are all about. Plus, you get the protein, the low calorie, low fat, and the, the high in fiber. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's built.com with the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. The last time Georgia beat Alabama, we were on the iPhone 
won. The last time it happened, Matthew Stafford was involved in the game, and we're going to get this blockbuster matchup of two blue blood programs, Georgia and Alabama, for the SEC title. Joining me now from Locked On Bulldogs, it is Daniel Monroe. And, and Daniel, this is a, a difference in this rivalry from the last few years where Georgia comes in as the unstoppable team trying to uh, fulfill their dominance in this matchup in terms of flipping the script on all of this. This feels like a momentous moment for the, these two programs. It does. Yeah. I don't know why you had to start me with that iPhone one stuff and uh, <laughs> Matthew Stafford, but that's all right. We'll, we'll just move past that. Look, uh, it, it is a big moment, I think. And Everyone's been trying to write the Nick Saban, Alabama dynasty is dead story for, you know, for what seems like a decade plus right. now. You know, every time Old Miss sneaks up and beats them, every time something. <laughs> but this. Alabama you know, is uh, overseason. Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher got the win, the first assistant coach, all that nonsense. But this game is different than that game. This is Kirby Smart, the true Nick Saban apprentice. Uh, really looking to not just beat him, but beat him for the first time in the SEC title game in a long, long, long time since Alabama has gone to one of those and lost. As you know, Auburn has beaten him. LSU has beaten him. But nobody from the East has beaten Alabama since Florida did it way back when under Urban Meyer. And so uh, this is Kirby Smart looking to do something and – and assert himself in the conversation of the SEC balance of power and the college football balance of power. So, yeah, it's a big deal. And it is going to be fun because you're going to have a lot of college football fans who are not Georgia fans rooting for Georgia in this one for all the reasons that you laid out because they want to see Nick Saban fail. What I think is, is fascinating is in like recruiting circles, we would get what are the impacts of this? Oh, now Georgia can, can recruit on this. But Georgia has been recruiting forever. Georgia has never had and, a problem with recruiting. And to be to be clear, under Kirby Smart, Georgia's been out recruiting Alabama. That's why Georgia's in this position because Georgia is not the underdog because Georgia has the most talent on the field. You look at any major recruiting service and all of their prospect grades and rankings, Georgia's the more talented team and that's why they're the better team and that's why they're the favorite in the game. This is not David and Goliath type matchup. Historically, yes. Georgia hasn't won a title since 1980. Alabama's won seven since then. <laughs> but that's but that's not – the year is not 1980. The year is not 2017. The year is not 2020. It's 2021. And this Georgia team is better than that Alabama team. They're more talented, uh, and they've got more skill at most positions. And so to your point – no, recruiting is not the issue. You don't need to win this game for recruiting. You need to win this game if you're Georgia to validate all that recruiting. You need to win this game to take the next step in that dynasty building that Kirby Smart's trying to do. It starts with recruiting, but it ends with wins like this. And finally, a Michigan high school basketball team tried to add their friend to a group chat. Seems innocent enough. The number was one digit off and instead was the cell phone number of Bucks defensive back Sean Murphy Bunting. Murphy Bunting hopped on FaceTime with the kids, then added Gronk, Leonard Fournette, and Richard Sherman on the call as well. Then, of course, you know who had to join in, Tom Brady. That sounds like a much more fun group chat than the one that this kid was supposed to be on. 
Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe, free and available on all platforms. Coming up Monday, a full recap of the SEC Championship game and another big week in the NFL. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.